0: Praise God. So we will read from John chapter 2 from verse 1 on verse. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they fill them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for it few days. Praise be to God. I'm going to take you up to verse 1, John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. In verse 1, we see an event, and we also see a person there where the event took place. And that person is mentioned here because she was an important person. This person was the mother, earthly mother, the vessel that brought forth the Messiah into this world. An honorable vessel. Now, Mary is there in the wedding feast. And then verse 2 mentions few other people. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding you see jesus there you see his disciples there they are also in the wedding where the important person was there mom jesus the son of god and the disciples who chose jesus and jesus chose them jesus first chose them and they chose to follow jesus so now because they are with jesus they're also there they've been invited too and they're all there in that wedding when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, "They have no more wine." Now there are several messages preached on this um, through the Holy Spirit. I've um, preached on this. I encourage you to listen to all of them. They'll really bless you. Each one comes, um, you know, uh, you know, with a different angle, with different blessings, carrying different blessings. It'll really bless you. But today, God is going to speaks something different. Every time he speaks, even if it's the same verse or even same half a verse or a word, it is new all the time because God never distributes stale bread. His bread is always new. He never recycles the same message um, again and again and again. But the message that God has spoken before carries the power of God because it's fresh from heaven. So whoever is hearing that message, they receive the same power because it is fresh from heaven. So it's not like I'm taking one message, write it down and go to 10 different places and regurgitate the same message. That's what it means. But once God delivers, it comes from the mouth of God. It carries the power of God. And so every time we hear it, it carries a fresh power because it's a fresh message from heaven. Now here, Jesus was there. His mother was there. His disciples were there. There's a relationship. The relationship here, is Jesus' mom, who is related to Jesus. And we see Jesus' disciples who are also connected to Jesus. And the common person here, the most important person here, is Jesus himself. So Jesus here, and you see Jesus' mom, and you see Jesus' disciples, people who are known to Jesus very much. Among these two categories, people, the category of people, we see one is family and the other one is disciples. Both are two different categories. Within these two categories, we see one knows Jesus more than the other. The other group of people are fairly new. One group, which is Mary, his mother, family, relative, she knows Jesus more. Now, God spoke about this before about how Mary knew about Jesus and and her faith because of what she knew, and how we need to be like that God has spoken on this, so I encourage you to listen to that message today 's message is not on that today 's message is different today 's message is. The relationship between Jesus, Mary, Jesus, the disciples. And then we have some more adding to that. Now you see they have no more wine. Mother comes and tells Jesus that this is missing. And Jesus tells her, why are you involving me now? Because my time has not yet come. The timing of God is very important. And the timing of God will coincide with heaven's calendar and the faith of the people. I want to say it again. This is very important. This, this is the driving point that God is bringing to us at this hour. God's calendar, God's time, and the faith of a person. Mary had the faith. But God was looking for something more. In order for this miracle to happen, somebody who already had it and who had experienced it and who knows about it, it's a good thing, but that's not the purpose for the next miracle. There's a purpose here, and that purpose has to be accomplished. And so the Son of God is there. As Mary came and said, there is no wine. I know you can do something about it. Why don't you do something about it? And he says, I know I can do something about it. But my time has not yet come. God has this hour, this second marked When the will of God coincides with the faith of man. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write this down. The will of God equals the timing that God has, must connect with the faith of man. You see Mary's faith. You see Jesus. He had faith. He is faith himself. And then you also see, in spite of Mary's faith and Jesus' faith himself, you still have the shortage that is there because God was looking for something more there in order for the will of God to make contact with the faith of man, in order for that miracle to happen. Now his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. It's a very wise move that she made. This mother, she knew the will of God, and she knew that the will of God is to take away this lack that is there. The will of God is to do a miracle that is there. I have faith, but God is looking for something else. God is looking for more. She understood that, and now she goes to the servants and she says, go, go, do whatever he tells you to do. Now, these servants, they don't know anything about Jesus. Mary would have seen many miracles at home that Jesus did and the miracle that Jesus did here is the public miracle and it's the first public miracle that Jesus ever did as a human being but a home she saw a lot you have a lot that God will do in private from the birth of Jesus and even before that the conception of Jesus and Mary's womb she saw Miracles. And she knew that this is the son of God. And she saw his life as a child, how many miracles he did. And as a teenager, how many miracles he did. And what a miracle-working God he was as a human being. Now, in this place where this wedding was taking place and this wine was gone, she knew that. God can do it, and it is God's will to do it. If we can recognize that, it is God's will. He can and he wants to. And that missing link that is there, if you're walking with God, we will know. To put that missing link in contact with the will of God that carries the power of God. Then the miracle that is bound to happen will happen. She understood this. She had faith without a speck of doubt. She knew that this miracle will happen. It will happen. No was not, uh, in her mind at all because she was someone who not only saw the power of Jesus, she knew the heart of Jesus. She knew that if we take a problem to Jesus, he will fix it. He's a very compassionate God, and he's very powerful. So if you take it to him, he will solve it. He knew that. He's not going to say, well, I'm not going to do this, or I can't do this. No, he will do it. So she knew Jesus very well. Now, she also knew that with her faith and with what she knew and what she knew of him and the will of God and all those things. She knew that. Because Jesus said, my time has not yet come. I'm not just going to go and sit in the corner and say, okay, well. When uh, your time comes, you will do it, Jesus. I know that. So I'm going to just go and sit down quietly. And she just didn't leave it alone. When she knew that. It wasn't God's time. She knew one thing. There has to be Something. That needs to be put together in order for the time to come. In order for this to happen, for the will of God to take place, which is the miracle. In order for that to happen, there has to be this missing piece. that's needed to be put there. And so what did she do? She called the servants there. And she said, go do whatever he tells you to do because she knew that whatever he tells is what is going to bring the timing of God to bringing that miracle into existence. Now you see another group coming in. You see first group is family. Neri falls under that first group. You see the second group that was with Jesus. disciples then you see the third group here the servants they're not directly connected to jesus however they are now being connected to jesus through mary who came to them and they said i can't do anything he's god just go to him she didn't fully verbalize it like that but that was her understanding She went and told them, do whatever he told you to do. You need to know at this point. The words that she told those servants carried great weight she was not somebody who was just panicking and she said, I don't know what to do. And, you know, Jesus, you know, can do it, but he's saying that his timing is not there, but I don't know, you go try. And, you know, somehow, you know, if he says something, try whatever you can. And in the meantime, go and ask somebody, can you just go see anywhere that you can find wine? And, you know, there are people who say, I'm coming to you for prayer. And then they'll go to 10 different people, you know, in their mind, if 10,000 people pray for them, you know, the more prayer is like more, Doing something. That's not true. Who you go to. And. Your faith in. What God can do. Matters the most. Because when you don't have faith. That's when you just go all around. All around. Everywhere. There are some people who come for meetings. And come for prayer. And they'll have you know have such a powerful service. After they get prayed over. They'll say, "Now, now, Can I go and tell someone to pray for the same thing? You know what you'll do at that point. Whatever was done for you, you will cancel it out. Especially if you're going to someone who is anointed by God to bring you the deliverance. After that, you go and say, pray for me again one more time and pray for me. What's going to happen? Whatever was released will be just taken back. You know why? Because you did not have faith in what was already spoken over you. You did not have faith in what was already released over you. It's very important. So now, Mary knew Jesus. And she knew one thing. I went to Jesus. I need to send them to Jesus. I'm not going to tell them, well, you can go and ask Jesus if he says it can be done and he does it. It's good. Otherwise, plan B, let's see if we can do something or stage something. Uh, You know, there are people who do create a drama, a dramatic scene, you know, to cover up the shortage. None of those things happened there. Mary was a very sincere woman of God who recognized God's plan. She knew God's power. She had experienced God's love. She knew everything Jesus was capable of doing. And so once Jesus said, my time has not yet come, and she just then, like I said, sit in one corner and said, let the time of God come or let the time of God come. Let your timing come Lord, Lord, hasten your timing and let your time come. And let your not, you know, how you, you reword it and word it and reword it and reword it and reword it a hundred times and say the same thing or say the same thing over and over. No, and over and over you know, there's a lot of time. Come, let your time come, let your time come. Let your time come And it's like frustration, anxiety, and, and then unbelief and let your time come. And they say, five minutes. I've been saying this, let your time come. The 10 minutes. I've been saying this. So 20 minutes of a get mad at God. Like I've been saying this for half an hour and your time has not come. And I don't even know what time. It now. I don't know when your time is going to come in. I'm very tired. And then they go for another option. They completely miss out on the miracle that God had for them. It is very important to know what God is capable of doing. It is important to know that he has the power to do it. He has the heart to do it. It is also important for us to know that Yes, his timing is very important. And the timing, many times, will depend on the faith of someone. Mary had faith already. But God was looking for someone else. Who do? What God wants them to do. So they can become partakers of the miracle-working power of God. So now you see Mary... She understood that. She said, I went and told Jesus and if he says my time has not yet come. I need to know that somebody else should go. And she sent the servants to him and said, do whatever he tells you to do. Because she knew that the key to that miracle is in faith, their faith. You cannot do whatever someone is telling you to do, whatever someone is telling you to do, if you don't have faith. You really must have faith in order to do whatever someone is telling you to do. That means when it doesn't make sense here, when it looks crazy, when everybody around you may look at you like you are crazy, faith In God, knowing that he's the one who is telling you to do. And simply doing that will make you a partaker of his blessing. You'll be seeing that miracle. So she's giving them this instruction. Do whatever he tells you to do. Nearby, six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. Step number one or command number one. Instruction number one was given to the servants. Mary spoke to the servants. The servants are put in contact with Jesus. Now there's a third group of people who did not know him. But they knew his mother. When she said, go and do whatever he tells you to do, they went straight to him. They were able to trust Mary enough to listen to her counsel, to listen to Jesus. God is speaking to our hearts today. Are you a trustworthy person? When you tell someone of Jesus, will they listen to you? Is your life like that? Do you carry that kind of God's power? That when you speak, others will listen. That they will be able to express their faith in Jesus Christ. And do what God is telling them to do in order for them to receive the miracle. For them to actually witness that glories wonder. Mary had that. She spoke to the servants and the servants listened to her and they go to Jesus and now Jesus is giving this first command. Fill the jars with water. So as soon as they heard it, they said, okay, he's telling us to fill the jars with water. Fine. These are ceremonial jars. He says, fill it. Let's go do it. It's not like how some people think they're thinking, Ah, oh, what is he telling us to do? And should we do it or should we not do it? And what is the meaning of this? You know, a lot of people want to know the end result before they can even take the first step. If you are one of those, know for sure you will not receive any miracle from God. Because that is not faith. If you're looking to... See how everything will be worked out and after you process it in your mind and figure everything out, then I will obey, then I will do. You will not have any miracle. You can go through the natural process because natural process goes by sight. But the spiritual process that takes you to the supernatural realm goes by faith. That means believe in that which God has spoken. Jesus gave a command. He said, fill the jars. With water. Go fill it. So Now they're going. And they're filling it with water. Know this. These people didn't have shortage. uh, For water. It was for wine. But Jesus says. Go fill this with water. They just went okay. Let's go and fill this. And come back. And they brought it back. After they filled them to the brim. After they filled it to the brim. Now Jesus gave them step number two. Or the second command. Now how gentle God is. If you would have just told them. Fill up the water and go serve it. One shot. They would have said. What? They didn't know him. He's so gentle. In leading the people. Even to the miracle that he has for them. He led them step by step. When he told them to fill the jars with water, they did it. Then he's giving them the next command. You know, always something happens. When you obey that which God tells you to do, because you trusted him and you obeyed him in the first place, he adds to you. He gives you that which you don't have. When you obey God with what you know, then God will give to you that which you don't know. There was some kind of impartation that took place here. with Jesus telling them, go, fill those ceremonial jars with water. They went and did that. Once when they did that, now God is giving the second command. Now, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet of the ceremony. But Six jars with water and just take this water and give it. I mean, he knows how to drink water. We're not lacking water here. When Jesus gave them this first command, fill the jars with water, and they filled it. They just did what he told them to do. Something happened in them as a result of this obedience to God. Then he's giving them the next step. And the next step was, now draw some out and take it to the master at the banquet or the ceremony. Go, give it to them. Just take some and give it to him. Now, they could have just stopped right there. They could have just said, what? How can we do this? We know what this is, and we know how this tastes, and he knows what this is. And he's going to think that this is insulting to me, and what in the world are you doing? What's wrong with you? We can get into trouble and they could have thought all kinds of things, but that didn't happen. Something supernatural took place in the spirits of these servants themselves. When they were told to draw some water out and take it to the master of the ceremony, they just did that. So what did they do exactly? They exactly did what Mary told them to do. Do whatever he tells you to do. That's it. Whatever he's telling you to do. They did exactly that. They did whatever Jesus told them to do. But in order for them to go from faith number one to faith number two, or level number one to level number two, there was this grace of God that was given to them in order to do that which they must do so that they can become partakers of that miracle. God is speaking to our hearts today. When you're faithful to God in that which God has given to you, and just simply do it because God is prompting you to do it and you simply do it and you know that this is what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. And you trust God with all your heart. When you do that, when you trust God and when you do that which God has told you to do, then what happens is God gives you that which you don't have. There's an increase that takes place inside of you that you don't know, others don't know. You may look like a crazy person taking this and giving it to the master of the ceremony saying that here, taste this and see. The miracle didn't take place when the servants drew the water out. It was not like, oh, they filled it. And as soon as they filled it, they all turned to wine. And so the servants, they took wine and gave it to the master of the ceremony. No. It was still water. It was still water. When did that water turn into wine? When they took that and gave it to the master of the ceremony. Draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. God is speaking to our hearts today. When God tells us to do something, he already sees the end product. He sees the end product. He saw wine already. He said, do this. He didn't say, and you will have wine. No, he didn't say, make this or put this in here or fill this. Once you fill it, it's going to be, he did not even give a clue to that. He didn't say anything. He just said, fill this, and then the next step was, go, give this. That's about it. These servants were true servants who simply listened and did that which was told by Jesus to them. You know, what you see in this process, very important point here, that I want you to remember and not forget at all is, The true quality of a servant is dying to self. That means, what will he think about me? What will she think about me? What will they think about me? The true quality of a true servant is a person who does not bring their self into the picture. They won't put their image there. And say, what will others say? Or how will I look? But instead, what was told? Am I doing that a 100%? That's the most important thing. And you see that in the lives of these servants. They did not worry about the consequences. They did not think about what was going to be told to them. Or they didn't think about anything. One thing they were keen uh is very keen on this one thing, which is doing what was told. Jesus tells me, I do it. I'm not going to put myself there and think, is everybody going to look at me? And if, you know, are they going to think that I'm crazy? And should I do it? And should I not do it? And and what's going to happen if I do it? And what's going to happen if I don't do it? See, people waste their time on these things. If God tells you do something, just do it. That's where the blessing is going to be. Now you see, they filled the jars with water and then the second instruction was given. If they would have not filled the jars with water, the second step would not have been recorded. When God tells you do something, just do it because It shows that you really have faith in God. True faith in God will implicitly obey 100% what's being told to them by God. True faith in God will implicitly obey 100% of what's being told by God. If you have true faith in God, when he tells you to do something, you'll do it immediately and you'll do it 100%. It's never going to be unfinished work or delayed work. Unfinished work and delayed work shows that, number one, you have no faith. And number two, you have no regard for God. But these people were different. That's why they became partners and partakers of the first public ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Public and miracle ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who were these people? They were outsiders. They were not family. They were not disciples. But they were called to be blessed. They were called to be eyewitnesses to this first miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they did what Jesus told them to do. And the master of the banquet tasted the water. That had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. I'm going to stop right here. And just focus on this part of the scripture for a few minutes. Before we conclude for tonight. The servants knew. They became partners. In this glorious miracle ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. They became eyewitnesses to this first miracle that Jesus ever did as a human being in his public ministry. Because they knew how to listen, how to obey, how to not bring their image, their feelings, there, two cents, there, whatever they think. Between what God had spoken. And what they had to do. It's important. God is speaking to our today. When God tells you to do something. It won't make sense to you. If it does. Then. It's not going to do anything. Because. That's not going to require faith. When God. Tells you to do something. Most of the time if not 100% of the time. You will not fully know it until it is completed. Once you are done with it, then you will know, oh, this is why he told me to do this. Now, why? Because you see the end product, the finished product. Faith is very important. Jesus found faith in the servants. The servants who did what Jesus told them to do immediately, and they thoroughly did it. As a result of that, they became partners in the first miracle that Jesus performed as a human being. His God in flesh. If you want to be partakers in all that God is about to do, you must become a person of faith. You must become a person who Immediately do and wholeheartedly a hundred percent faith in him and execute that which God calls you to do. When you do that, you will receive the experience that the rest of the people miss. You will receive the experience that the rest of the people won't even know of. That unique experience that God has for you because God wants you to become a partaker of that. God calls you for something special. Go with it. Don't say, Oh, I can do this and it's so hard and it's gonna cost me. And and anytime you bring me, myself, and I in the picture, always know that. You produce a loss for yourself. You produce a loss for yourself. When you put me myself and I in between you and God, when God tells you to do something, oh, it's not going to work out, and it's too late, and it's so hard for me to do. When this, you know, the whole hundred excuses, you know, that people give most of the time uh, to say why they can't do what God is calling them to do, will rob them of everything that God has for them. But if you will become like these servants. Worthy servants who God deemed worthy to make them partners in his first miracle ministry. Imagine what would have happened to their faith. Imagine what would have happened to them. Just seeing this. We knew that this is what we did. And now this is what we see. Who is this? We don't know. Of them, how many actually followed Jesus? May God cause our understanding to broaden. Be people of faith. People of determination, and God tells you do something. Especially if it comes through God's servants who carry the anointing of God, it's telling you do something. Never bring me myself and I in the picture. Never try to make sense of what's being told to you or never try to think that the word that is coming from God's servant is really senseless and he or she doesn't know what they're doing. No, they do. It's a blessing for you that comes. You use it or you lose it. God is speaking at this hour. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you this experience. That he gave to the servants. God is calling you for something far greater. Don't miss out on that. Don't say that. Well. Why should I. Fill these empty jars with water. What is the purpose of that Lord. After this what are we going to do. Because we could be doing something else. We can be cleaning and it's sweating and. A lot of things are happening. Why do we have to do this? You don't see any questions asked here. They simply did what they were told to do. When they did a thorough job with step number one, then step number two was given to them. There are people who never do a proper job with step number one. Then they get all upset. Oh, I can't believe that. they Didn't give me step number two. You won't get it. We need to be faithful to God in that which God has given. When you do, and that step number two will be given. When you do that, step number two, you will become a partaker of that which God has for you, that miracle that God has for you. God is speaking to our hearts today. Jesus is calling. He's calling you for something far greater. He's calling you to fill that which is empty with his water. Be in the presence of God. Every time the word of God is given here, be there. Fill yourself with water. And when the Lord says, says, give it out. Give that water out. Then you'll become a partaker of the latter rain. Then you'll become a partaker of the new wine. Otherwise, you'll be left out. We say, I don't have time to fill this jar with water. This is running too late and this is too long and... And this is too far, you know, all the hellish excuses that Satan will bring to make you a loser. Be careful with that. Fill yourself with water. Let God's word just go into you. May you become the jar that holds the truth of God. Only when the truth is there. Will the Spirit of God can hover over you and take the truth and make it something miraculous. God is speaking to your hearts today. Give room for the Holy Spirit by giving room for the Word of God. Give room for the Holy Spirit by giving room for the presence of God give room for the Holy Spirit by giving room for his word to be deposited into you. You fill and fill and, fill and 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 fill up to the brim. It's not like, oh, he told me to fill in just water. And I have some water and what? No. You know, there's some people like that. It's like they're doing a favor. I filled it, but it's not full. I did it. It's not done. And they say, now what? What's the next thing? Your attitude has to be right. It is for you to experience a miracle. God is calling you to fill yourself with water. Give yourself to the word of God. Give yourself to the presence of God. Make it to the calls. Make it to the meetings. Make it to the house of God. Be where the spirit of God is working. Just fill yourself. And God will take you from step number one to step number two, where the spirit of God will hover over you. And what will come out of you will be the new wine. It'll be the anointed word and the spirit of God, the power, force of God. Blended together. Coming out as the new wine. Which will cause people to wonder, who is this? Who is this? Where did this person come from? What's happening with them? It's the spirit of God. The God who's working in the midst of his people. He's giving you this opportunity, he says. Go, fill yourself. Don't get tired of filling yourself. Satan will do everything he can to make you feel tired. Oh, you need to pour more, pour more, pour more. Six jars must be filled Why not just one jar? You want to see God's miraculous power? Don't get tired of being in the presence of God. Don't look at the clock and don't look at the time. And don't look at yourself and don't look at your comfort. Say that I am going to do everything in my power to fill myself with the anointed word of God. That the spirit of God can take this and make this into Something brand new. Something that will grab the attention of all those who would come in contact with your jar. People who come in contact with you should be able to stop and say, what is this? That's when you know that you have been in contact with the power of the almighty God people need to know. When they come in contact with you, they should know. This is out of the ordinary. This is out of the ordinary. Wherever you all this time, this is out of the ordinary. You'll be able to show the power of God mm-hmm. and where it came from. God is speaking to your heart today. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord, Give yourself over to the spirit of God. Commit yourself. To filling yourself. With this water. With this word that God is giving you day and night. Don't grow weary. Be determined to fill it. Because it's when you fill it. Then. God will take you to step number two. Hallelujah. Don't get distracted. Don't discontinue. God is speaking at this hour. Give yourself over to God. Say, Lord, enough of living a life that is full of emptiness. Lord, I want to make a difference. If that is you, wherever you are, you commit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference, Lord. You're calling me to make a difference. I want to make a difference. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to fill myself with your word. Whatever you give to me from... This house of God, I will take it seriously. I'll meditate on it and I will apply it. Make that commitment to God and just do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for blessing your people. With this word that came from the mouth of God. Through the mouth of your servant, to the ears of your people. I pray that you bless them. Increase them, Lord, exponentially. Help them, Lord, to take that which is spoken very seriously so that they can become partakers of the miraculous ministry that God has for them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Help them to understand the glory of Just doing that which you tell them to do. May they give you the first priority in all things and thereby be blessed by you to go to that step two where greater faith can be exercised and then become Partakers of the miracle ministry that you have, Father, for them. With this blessing, I bless your people with, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, and bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That each and every single one here. They fill themselves up with this water that God gives to them. That they may experience the increase that comes from the Holy Spirit. And the transformation that comes from the river of God. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen.